0: I said, hey, Glenn, dancer. Nice song.
1: God is dead.
0: Bad luck wind been blowing at my back. I was born to bring trouble to wherever I'm at. Got the number 13 tattooed on my neck. When the ink starts to itch then the black will turn to red Hello and welcome to the brand new the shiny fancy me. podcast all about the the latest in Final Fantasy video games This is uh, Lucky 13 I am co-hosting this we'll we'll figure it out uh, I'm Reed McCarter you may know me uh, from Bullet Points which is how you're listening to this uh and I am with uh, Yusuf um, L- <laughs> Is that You call me Yusuf Vanille. Yusuf Vanille, uh, Commando yeah. Stance, Cole, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> always, always, always ready in the Commando Stance. I'm doing great and I'm looking forward to start, you know, starting our journey together in uh, the world of Cocoon and Pulse. I remember what they are, and they're lore. So, I'm ready we're to, gonna,
0: to break it to break it down. We're gonna have so many proper nouns to deal with here. And Lots of I,
1: capitalization. Thanks, God. Thank God, this is a podcast.
0: Yeah, um, I guess I'll introduce this. I'm sure there are show notes that will introduce it someone as well, but um, we decided that a good thing to do would be to play Final Fantasy 13. And along the way, to stop when our hearts and our minds are full, near to bursting with the uh, tremendous story, and discuss it amongst ourselves. So, this first episode, um, Yusuf and I have played, I guess about... I I played about three hours. I think, Yusuf, you're a little bit ahead of me.
1: Um, Yeah, but, but i got to the next level so suck it
0: (laughs) we will uh i guess i don't know we'll we'll find we're like sort of i think it was like the beginning of chapter three or so on this time and i'll i'll label it somewhere in the show notes so that we uh if you if you want to play along at home you're welcome to do so um but that's the thing we're we're strapped in we're uh you know we're in our gamer chairs and we're ready to play Final Fantasy Thirteen, and we will continue, right, Yusuf, barring uh, <laughs> barring an act of God to complete this game and discuss it along the way,
1: right? Yes, barring an act of God or something more like more more possible, like it just becoming impossible to play. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to do it. I think I think we can do it. You know, if there's one thing that I'm good at in this life, it is finishing video games. Yeah. I can't even say that's true, but (laughs) (laughs) I think that I can at least do it. I think it's, you know, it's a skill not everyone has. And I'm pretty
0: proud of it. Hey, okay, so here's one thing that I'll say for myself. Not to, you know, pat myself on the back too much for this tremendous accomplishment. But I did play the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts series and podcast about it.
1: Oh yeah, that is pretty. That was pretty impressive. I gotta say. That, I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it, but
0: uh, because we thought it'd be <laughs> funny, and then just, <laughs> and and maybe interesting. And the, but there's a lot of those games, and I it seems that it is a lot. Uh, by the way, if you want to listen to those, you should. They're on Patreon. It's called Blood of Friendship. I did it with Astrid Rose, former Bullet Points editor. There are. A lot of episodes or like 20 something episodes but that's not what we're here to discuss we're here with another Square Enix blockbuster production 2010 uh, I, I shit I didn't look it up before we started <laughs> but I think I think I remember looking it up and it was 2010 if let's go let's go with that okay let's go with that if you feel the need to correct me show go.
1: notes will correct show notes will correct us if we're wrong
0: yeah. so this is Final Fantasy 13 uh I guess it was the, the first one on like PS three and, and Xbox three sixty and they made a whole trilogy of these. They just loved it so much. They loved making them. They kept putting them out. Um I, I don't know what else really there is to say about it, uh like background wise. Um But yeah, Yusuf, do you wanna do you wanna like introduce the premise of this game? It's probably a good place to start. That's also a Maybe a, a very sure. big task for one person. So if you need to
1: tap out, I, I might get some names wrong, but I'll give my give it my best shot. All right, Godspeed. Um, the story finds our heroes on a train bound for the hanging edge of a skybound city known as Cocoon. Uh, this is kind of a faux utopia. I think like Demolition Man, where it's like clearly messed up, but also really everyone's really young and attractive, or like uh, Logan's Run. Um, kind of this utopia in the sky and our heroes are all the rejects people who are all on this train uh, essentially uh, bound for expulsion because of their connection to a I, wouldn't, I don't know if it's a city state yet or like a, a, a country aside from like uh, the bad actors involved by this place called Pulse which is another like kind of similar organization of who knows? We haven't, I haven't it's come like, across it
0: yet. It's like fantasy Australia, I think, is the idea.
1: Yeah, it's like the down under, literally. And, and yeah, it's on, and gro- literally, it's on the ground,
0: <laughs> literally down under.
1: Yeah, so they, they, came under, they came. They basically these heroes came into contact with it, or are associated associated with people who came into contact with it. So they're getting ex- expelled. So the game starts there, where you're kind of meeting this these heroes on this prison train, which they subsequently break out of join some other rebels, blow a bunch of shit up, get shot a lot, um, and eventually wind up running into a kind of god figure um, or some sort of like inhuman entity that brands them with the... with a literal brand (laughs) that... Forces them to complete a mission that it has that it only tells them through flashbacks and imagination or kind of like daydreams. And then, if they don't complete the mission or if they do, they will be turned into crystal. Um, and there are other things that happen as well. <laughs> that was, uh,
0: I honestly kudos on that. That was a far better. The summary you know elevator pitch version of i that read thing. all
1: i read all of the chapter descriptions in the data log
0: i did too because i will discuss this, I'm confusing sure. i kind of needed them <laughs> yes. to uh
1: yeah they were helpful they were helpful it was like so reading, they kind of repeated themselves quite a bit It got redundant at some point
0: yeah but it's kind of like reading like let's, let's lore for you annotations of like you know ulysses or something <laughs> This mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this
1: is in short, Final exactly. Fantasy Thirteen like
0: is video games, Ulysses.
1: You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this, that's what Square Enix's goal is with the Final Fantasy series. You can um, you can really see what they're going for.
0: You can really see the ambition in this thing, don't you think? Like, yeah. you can see them mm-hmm. trying, and it's. I don't want to be we should sort of talk about like our blanket feelings about the first few hours of this game I think might be a good place to start yeah. but I'm I don't like the beginning of this game uh, I played I guess just to preface it I, I think I played the first like I played up until the point like maybe like six years ago when people say the part where this game gets good and I was so exhausted <laughs> that I, I stopped and I kind of wish I had kept going just to know hence.
1: Here we are. Yeah, here we this are. That's why you dragged me. This <laughs> why you dragged me into this because you wanted to fucking <laughs> that, to live your ambition from the past. I just thought it would ruin your free time too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank would you. Rope you into it.
0: Um, but uh, what I was gonna say is like you can you can really see in this thing the like the the framework for a good idea. Um, that is just, and I think this is like the modern square phoenix problem. Um, at at least the studios that make that are behind like Final Fantasy and I think Kingdom Hearts as well but you see what they're trying to do but they like can't seem to help themselves from just like making everything needlessly super convoluted and writing characters that are that are somewhat interesting characters with interesting relationships that are also like shoved into these poor like anime stereotype lockers that they have to they like have to fit into these things, and it doesn't all a disservice. Um, but anyway, I, w- I want to hear yeah. like what you think <laughs> of of what we've what we've gotten up to so far.
1: Okay, um, it is a beautiful game. It is really impressive. I wasn't actually expect- I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it to be so nice looking. I guess because it's from a while ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Xbox Xbox 360, you know PS3. They had some good graphics. They made Last Last of Us came out on PS3, so you can yeah. make some good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like, like even like the, even like the intro animation that plays when you load the game up. That's kind of like shows like it kind of has those, some of the cutscenes from la- later in the game, and you see like the, sh- the, the the this beautiful vibrant world that I kind of you know I'm looking forward to seeing more of, eventually. But it's, like, it's it's stunning. It's really nicely done. Um, and it does get better and better. But you're right. The first, like, the very first, like, hour of the game is a oppressive slog. It's just, like, um, it's hard to not be utterly bored just because, like, you know, it's a little bit of the characters. um and which which they like drip feed you their backstory as as you continue, but um, you know very little about the characters, and it's very unexciting for something that should be extremely exciting, because you are like breaking out of a prison train, and getting attacked by an army, and sw- switching between characters constantly, and kind of trying to make it to their goals, like it's basically you're playing kind of like the last third of Mass Effect, like three. Something like really bombastic And, and like action packed And It uh, Because it's also at the same time trying to force you Into tutorial It is like Math homework Or like it's just like like the, the Not even math homework because it's just like not difficult Like it basically just like press Attack um, Or you know pre- This is how you attack uh, I'm going to explain it to you six more times Um, And then, like, here's how you use spells. I'll explain that to you five more times. So you kind of, like, there's, like, a basically just, like, a very tedious and uninteresting road to getting you forward, like, surrounded by cinematics that are really exaggerated and, like, and cool-looking, but when you actually get to control your character, it's... Boring to play, and the characters are like so like oblique that that you you know you you have no attachment to them, because it's such a it's such a cold open and such like a a like, um, like a, di- like a dive into the deep end of of the of the plot, which I always appreciate. Like I don't want them to like mm-hmm. s- necessarily s- start in their like hometown, um, before the army invades, like a classic fantasy trope. But I think that. <clears throat> it's just surprising how dull it feels for, like, what should be a more exciting moment. Like, you know, both, we, we cover Final Fantasy VII Remake for bullet points, if you are following our monthly content, and um, you know, the original game and the remake both do an amazing job of this, like, same exact cult open where you don't you don't know the characters yet, but you are thrust into, like, a very, like, Climactic and exaggerated and like really um, action-packed situation, and it's really fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's super fun, and it's and you're like you're into it.
0: Yeah, I mean if I think the thing too, like even when you're explaining this and you're saying, well, here here are our heroes and they're like on this prison train, they're about to be exiled, and then the main, I guess she's the main character so far, Lightning, who is like cloud pretty much the same character so far um with less mystique about her um
1: clouds make lightning you know i know <laughs> we should probably also
0: talk i think this game is very was very much trying to replicate sort of the feel of of seven at the, the beginning of it but i think like you you describe this thing and you're like oh you know there's this this prison train and there's like this citywide like uprising going on and you know your main character is like snuck aboard this prison train to you know uh, carry out some goal of her own and all this stuff is happening and like you know people are dying and there's all these explosions going on and you're fighting your way towards some crazy giant structure um but it it sounds exciting i think when you describe it but it's it's like hard to communicate just how like just how kind of boring it is like and part of it is the pacing too like you talk about it and night the battles are you're just hitting this auto battle for most of this at this point you can mess around with the other options but it's not much more exciting um but also you'll kind of like go through an area for you know five or ten minutes and then it's a cutscene, and then you maybe play for another five minutes and there's a cutscene, and it's just there's no sense of like momentum to it it just it feels like i don't know it's it just there's not a lot of uh attention paid to like actually making this thing feel like something thrilling
1: and like it's so clearly um, on rails where like you're literally on like a highway most of the time where like you can see things happening but you feel like you're really being funneled in a specific direction that's very artificial. Um, so you so it's like that adds to the sense of just like of, of you know like kind of obligatory gameplay section where it's like you have to do yeah. this stuff.
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of people have said they're like, I guess the common complaint with this game is they're like, oh, it's just a series of hallways or whatever. And honestly, I, I don't care so much, but I think there's also, you know, there's been this whole thing for a long time that like linearity is is some horrible thing when I don't think that's true. I think it's a tool of, you know, it, or not a tool, It's it's a way to design something. Um, you know the idea that a more open environment is just always better i don 't think is true necessarily um
1: totally it 's like it 's a reaction to design to the quality of design not the like not the style of design yeah like it's it's in this case it 's obviously easy to criticize the linearity but it 's because the linearity is so rote and so like um unimaginative unimaginative where it's like we're just going to yeah it's going to be point a to point b cutscene point c to d cutscene like um and then like you know that if there's a a path to the left it's going to have like an item in it that you don't know what it does yet but just get it um versus like any like you know any other like a dark souls game or something where there's still pretty linear yeah but like the in terms you never feel like you're being there's nothing else for you like you feel like you're making a choice even though like you are still being funneled
0: yeah or also to i mean i was going to say you know again like the final fantasy 7 remake and and even the original is like a linear introduction and i think that's to the benefit yeah. of of you know giving you a pretty simple objective saying we don't want you uh sort of spending time poking into all the corners and everything and getting distracted we want you to keep moving uh forward like you know it's the call of duty thing too i don't think those games would work if they were some crazy open world thing like the idea is you want uh you want the player moving forward you don't want them staying in place because that way you know you're you're pushing them towards something you have i think you know the creators of the game have like a tighter hand on the the reins; they can control how things are going. But it, Plus,
1: I think, yeah, I was just gonna say not to interrupt, but like, it's it's like precisely like about the the layout and the like the plan for Final Fantasy VII like is not significantly different than this one, but so many of the factors that like are used in that plan make all the difference in terms of like what the outcome is like Mm. in 7 it's a really simple premise where your characters are we're like we're gonna go blow up this reactor that's that's our job we're we're gonna go do it and you are a mercenary to help them do it you understand it immediately like from the very first line of the game Um, and then with 13 you know that you're breaking out of a prison train it happens so quickly that it's really hard to like understand what's happening yeah but you know you're breaking out and then immediately like it gets muddied by introducing uh these rebels some kid and their crazy mom (laughs) like these characters like who seem like like all this like stuff that... All these characters were like, you really need to know the importance of their role in the world. Where you're like, why are these characters wearing monk robes? Why are these yeah. characters... Like, why is this girl so confident, this vanilla girl? Like, why is she like this? Like, shouldn't she be scared? Uh, Who's this rebel group, and why are they, like, kind of jocks? Um, what do they do? Like, what what is their... Like, they're kind of like... That, if that group, like, if the game started with, like, you were just Snow, and you were just, like, in, which is, like, this, like, like basically Sync 90 degrees looking, <laughs> like, like pop star dude, like, who's the head of a rebel group. Like, if he, if it was, like, just him, you know, and that group and that scene, like, and we're, like, we're gonna go break out this prison train, we're gonna go do something, whatever and final fantasy 7 hadn't come out before (laughs) yeah yeah then it'd be great it'd be amazing but it's because they were like both wanted to recreate 7 and wanted to obviously stand out from it i think that's from a lot of the final fantasy games that came after 7 where they're like we like created this just such a well-received and at least in the western world like iconic open and like style of gameplay like we have to just keep doing it and, like, every game is, like, living in its shadow in many ways. Eight certainly is. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think in, in this. this case, it's cert- it really feels like that. Yeah, it's like they wanted to stand out. And they add complexity and they add layers and they add characters. But it, it's h- impossible for an audience to to react to that, to get drawn into a story that's already that complicated from the get-go.
0: yeah so we should probably talk, I think following on that. It's about the, like the proper nouns, the invented proper nouns in this thing are, um, you know, it's like hardly some new thought to say, like, I don't know about you, but my stumbling block, and I think a lot of people's stumbling block, if you try to read, you know, some genre fiction, like I think a lot of, uh, kind of like I don't know I'm sure there's plenty of good fantasy in sci-fi that does this too but you open a book and it's the first page and the, you know it's you know the glore the block you know <laughs> uh, ran into a village full of block blocks and you know and they're totally worshipping yeah. the god of whatever and it's just like you can't It's such a difficult balancing act to say um, how do you relate things to your own world with things that are fantastical, that are uh, you know, some completely different imagined society and I think there are you know, I'm sure this will come up more and more as we go through this thing but this game is just it almost feels like a like, like a joke to see how much they can kind of like fuck with your ability to understand this, like <laughs> there are so the world is cocoon or the 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 upper city place, right is cocoon, sure, and then the world below which they're all terrified of going to the fantasy Australia is pulse, and then um
1: which ones are the la Cee? So this is the thing that it took me a long time to figure out. Um, Both Pulse and and Cocoon have Falsi, or Falsi, whatever they're called, Uh Um, or Lassi, or like these these beings who run society, basically. Basically, they're like, it's similar, again, to (laughs) maternal. These like uh, god God machines that are like basically making the decisions for for the human society. I was like right. okay, yeah, like there's they keep talking about this pulse falsy falsey. Um that's like the thing that triggered this whole thing because basically like the cocoon government found a like a it was like I guess an artifact that was that was apparently there's just pulse artifacts lying around, they don't give a shit. Yeah. But then this one came alive. Um and they were like, Whoop, pulse artifact, everybody in this town has to leave and get it killed basically um but that's a falsie and right. cocoon also has falsies. Cocoon's run by falsies.
0: Why, right.
1: So they're both run by these god entities who are antagonists or antagonistic toward each other. But they're at the same level I would think of identity of like godhood or whatever the, not a godhood but like this inhumanity that they seem to like be attached to and I'm not fully like obviously like I need to play more to like understand mm-hmm. what what they actually are because it's very like it's very mysterious throughout but it, the game does a terrible job <laughs> of explaining like like how, so- how the society is run um and, like, uh, what these two entities, like, like why they're... F- like, it's hiding all this stuff about why they're fighting. The, th- the issue is, like, again, like... And this is actually something that's always an issue with, like, shitty screenwriting, where, it, like, basically um, people think that if you're mysterious about something, then it's going to, like, make the audience, like, really excited and, like, want to get, learn more and want to turn that page. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily about, like, hiding the plot. It's about um, hiding skillfully aspects of the plot that are that when when put together will make a more sat will make a very satisfying like you know conclusion or whatever but you still need like the initial attachment the like the the thing that will give you um that will like connect you to the plot that will like that will excite your interest and so like they kind of hide all of that in terms of like just like how what the society is um, and we get, like, broad strokes about it. But just, like, they hide that and at the same time load the lore with it, you know, so that you, you like, you're getting all these proper nouns and you're getting this idea that there's, like, okay, we're we're hearing all about this falsi, We're hearing about the idea of Lassie, which is basically humans that come into contact with the falsi and become, like, its slaves, essentially, mm-hmm. and either, like, have to um, c- carry through its plots or become like zombies or if you know once they carry through the plot they become crystals all sorts of stuff that happens but then you're like what happens to the people in cocoon who are working for this falsy cocoon falsy? <laughs> um are like what is their deal yeah it's or is there a difference is it a different kind of falsy? i think
0: the thing is like based on what you're saying too and i think it clarifies some of what I was thinking about this game at the beginning of it and what i was trying to say before about like seeing um you can see what they're trying to do is i think also this from the first few hours this game is like a very human story and that's what excuse me um like the the motivation and like the the mystery or and drive to continue the thing that makes you want to keep going is the kind of like interpersonal stakes in this story and they seem to know that but they also want to drape things in this like basic uh, sort of like world building mystery too like mm-hmm. what has made me want to keep playing and what I think are the most effective aspects so far are like you look at the thing where you know these characters are running into each other and they all have their different motivations and we should definitely talk about this scene a little bit more because it's bananas but there's like a little boy whose mother like picks up a gun very and,
1: bananas. <laughs>
0: and she like she wants to go fight and then she like falls off a thing and snow the... my note
1: my, my note for this was like the character is you you see snow's name snow who's like the leader of the rebels uh-huh. you see hope's name hope who's a <laughs> little kid then you see another character named mother yeah <laughs> like doesn't have a name is named mother yeah. and you're just like this character's going to fucking die oh yeah yeah <laughs> in like 30 seconds
0: oh you can't be you can't be named mother and it's surprised she got (laughs) as far as she did in life. (laughs) um but she dies you know and then the kid blames snow the uh rebel group leader and then there's you know these different things he has a fiance who's the sister of the other uh main character and all these different things are kind of like these interpersonal things and i think that's what they were going for with having you switch between these perspectives constantly um so that's what's interesting but like just knowing the stakes of what's going on and why these characters are afraid of being exiled um and, and just like the basic stuff is all hidden under them standing around saying like the pulse falsy." wants to turn us into a Lassie and then it becomes a CF and the Sanctum is doing this and the, the bottom over there. And it's just like, like, okay, take a step back. Like it's seems like it's a lot simpler than it is like the way it's presented. Like just you explain it. Is, it.
1: it is. Yeah. It is simpler. Yeah. But then like, yeah, then you, but then you add, yeah, it's kind of like, They overwhelm you with unnecessary, like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because, yeah, like they have like a, there's like almost like a, like a reliance on the, on the world building that they feel like they're like, they almost feel like they, they can't like break away from it. Like they are reliant on it to tell, to, to like be the platform for their story when there should just be by the humans and like you and you yeah. shouldn't worry too much about like about the I mean, obviously the stakes are set based on the societies that they are they live in. And this is also why in a lot of like older fantasy games, older Final Fantasies like and other RPGs, like you start in the village. You know, you start like, you know, if this was a traditional RPG RPG, you'd start in Cocoon. And you would walk around and like see what Cocoon was like and you'd understand what Cocoon stood for and like who the who your neighbors were. And then some inciting incident would come and break you out of it, but you would still like like you would understand where you where you like belong like who the, where these characters belong and why it's so like important that they are breaking out from where they belong, you know, why, like, why it's so important that they are, like, that they are where they are. Like, it doesn't have any impact when you start there and you don't ever go back. (laughs) Like, you don't ever go back, like, to this, any kind of normalcy. Like, it already starts in the most marginal, literally the margins of this world. It's called the hanging edge. (laughs) And that's, I mean, that's interesting. Like, I mean, and if if they could take that somewhere, you know, in terms of, like what that means but to start with like you're yeah it's just like impossible to situate yourself in and not only in this world but like how what this world means for you as a person living in 2020 playing this game
0: yeah and i think also the characters are something you have to deal with um you know (laughs) I like I'm no stranger to these games. I'm I have a I think I've I think it's also interesting to come back to this after just you know uh you know dad caught me playing one Kingdom Hearts so he made me smoke the whole Kingdom Hearts pack at <laughs> once <laughs> and uh I think like my <laughs> my tolerance is built up for some of this stuff. But these characters are it it's just hard to it's hard to like connect with them. Um, I want to, <laughs> you know, like I, I like want to like shake them all and be like, stop, stop acting like that. Stop, <laughs> like just chill out. Just be you. It's okay. I'll I'll figure you out. But um,
1: there yeah, it's kind of like it's almost like they're all like, like they aren't written. They're actually like AI with subroutines <laughs> to react to each other. That's, like especially with, like Hope, where that's he's perfect. like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, I want to tell. I want to tell Snow that I'm mad at him for letting my mom die. And then, like, it doesn't happen. And then, like, 10 minutes later, oh, I want to tell Snow that yeah. I'm mad at him for letting my mom die. And you're like, okay, we get it. Like, move on. Like, and lightning is like, and no emotions. I'm hi- <laughs> clearly hiding something about, like, my identity. But there. Um Yeah. <laughs> But there,
0: like, there is something. Even a few hours in, there is something interesting. I think to each of them, but it's yes, it's just pre- because it's
1: repeated. Is it's repeated so like so much, like they're so like it's it takes this. It's like the tutorial of a narrative. Yeah, where you're yeah. just like you're like all the beats like any like like I feel I don't know if it's like they have no respect for the player as much as like they just like wanted to have a big a very long tutorial of the mechanics of the game and then they then that meant that they had to also have a really long narrative tutorial just because you couldn't like blow open the plot as much mm. if you were still learning how to block or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> so they had to like flatten the the arc of these characters to the point where yeah you're you really are tutorializing and and their motivations. Where you're like it's so obvious like what their motivations are from the from the moment you meet them. Um and then they keep kind of repeating it. Well I think
0: like one of the uh, one of the first interpersonal moments that kinda actually worked for me and this is also a bit of an issue as is it came like three hours in and it's presented in the, just the absolute corniest way possible uh, is that guy snow. And he always refers to her as his bride to be, I guess like <laughs> in final fantasy 13 world, they don't have the word, you know, fiance or something. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's also creepy too, because he's like, he looks like 30, she looks like 14, but maybe that's a larger topic for a different episode. That might be beyond the purview of this one. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I just have to say it, that scene, but the scene where they, they're like hanging out and there's like this fireworks show and they go up on, on their like floating hover bike. And they, oh yeah. And they watch the fireworks and it's just the, you know, absolute over the top, like cheesy thing but at the same time the the basic story beat is like she's <laughs> just, just explaining it makes it so hard but she, she's gonna turn into a crystal soon <laughs> you know <laughs> that's, that's very sad and she hasn't yeah, told you know, her sister we've all been yet. there <laughs> yeah we all have been through that kind of situation but i mean yeah. you know obviously the relatable thing is like she's essentially dying like she's yeah you know yeah. she's terminal she's got the she's got terminal case of crystallitis and uncurable yeah and you know he proposes to her and they're like oh this is nice blah 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 and it's like actually gives you a good insight into these characters and um you know it is like a a very simple tragic kind of narrative beat to have and it works like despite all the, the kind of nonsense surrounding it which I think is like the best you can hope for a lot of times in these kind of games is that despite all the and it was like very much like a kingdom hearts thing too is that despite all the convolution and just kind of ridiculousness of everything that there are these kind of like emotional beats that kind of hit um, yeah.
1: I agree I was like I was right there with you like that scene I was like I was into it I really like I was like I want these two kids to work out you know yeah then she turns into a and, goddamn crystal lady yeah yeah but no I, th- I think that's really interesting it's like they know how to tell a good story but they also are beholden to the framework of rpg that requires that story to be pounded out like you know like dough to be stretched out yeah like, to, to cover this like huge mass of a game And I mean, it's a it's a complaint that obviously applies to many other games, um, and this issue of games, where writers want to tell a story, and the the game designers want to ensure that the player is going to be playing it for thirty hours, and you know those two things just like hit hit you know hit each other head on, and you get this like goopy explosion of story that's just like so ill formed um that it it takes away from the from an audience's uh, like a normal audience's ability to like really like to grok with it obviously as gamers we kind of have a lot lot more of like uh i think a lot more acceptance for this kind of stuff because we know what what we're getting mm-hmm. but at the same time it's this game really pushes it at least in the beginning um it just takes. I and mean, we haven't even talked about that. the characters like Saz. Yeah. Like, he's got a chocobo baby living in his fro. He's apparently black. But he looks a lot more Japanese than black, honestly, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just got this, like, he's just, like, a weird character. And I remember him. I remember, like, I do remember him from, like, when the game first came out. Because I was. I was always like, what the fuck's up with this guy? <laughs> like, what is. Like, what?
0: He's, like, yeah he's a lot uh his actual character himself like i'm still trying to kind of figure it out he's like kind of a goofball but he's also i i think the actor his actor is able to deliver a lot of the lines a lot more naturally than
1: by the way I'm are concerned. you doing english or japanese
0: i'm doing english i gotta know why are you doing japanese
1: i am doing japanese oh so i had the op i had the option oh well i was i wanted to give it a shot well this is very interesting then
0: did you know (laughs) that snow well i haven't even looked this up but i just oh i I bet he
1: sounds really good
0: (laughs) oh he's troy baker
1: i think yeah that makes sense
0: here i opened the (laughs) i went to the wikipedia at one point we were talking about background and if i type in Troy, no no hit for troy baker it's got it's troy baker (laughs) it's troy baker is Uh, he really
1: gruff sounding he's not super gruff
0: he just kind of sounds like oh i guess because he has some flexibility yeah and that uh vanille the vanille extract is like just this bizarre (laughs) extract uh like she's australian and she has this it almost sounds like a fake accent but i don't know and she talks in this like weird like really breathy kind of way uh you you gotta at some point once you're like a bit further in and you're used to the the characters just just you know take them all for a spin (laughs) um
1: i think i I think i was like what i was subconsciously trying to avoid was like the kind of very typical corny like english dubbing of an anime where everybody doesn't really understand the the direction yeah um and you just get these really hard very distracting deliveries and performances well i'm
0: glad that actually that is a nice inverted thing then that we're we have both sides of it that we can uh yes we can really both sides of this thing and uh
1: (laughs) we will interpret these characters very differently
0: um but yeah saws or is it saws or saj it's like s-a-z-h
1: i was saying i was thinking Saz.
0: yeah i think that's
1: I think that's right.
0: Um, but his actor plays him like very, like he just sounds like it, like just like a guy, you know. He doesn't have, mm-hmm. it's not uh, super cartoonish. And Snow is seems
1: just of... like he, he seems like a guy. Yeah, like he's like seems like or like this guy seems too normal to be in this group.
0: He is kind <laughs> of like the everyman kind. Of, like he's, I think, at this point too, the character who we probably know the least about. He's. Yeah. He like he was going to be exiled. Well, oh, except
1: for, for Vanille. Him. Who the fuck's Vanille?
0: Oh, I don't know. She's like wearing why
1: is she like that? She's
0: wearing some fur. Fur is murder, anyway. she doesn't know. <laughs> she's wearing like a tooth necklace. I don't know what her whole deal is. She's like a
1: upper east side like trust fund baby. <laughs> <I'm> cocoon.
0: <clears throat> I think vanilla is like a Coachella kid. It's she's just, totally like, She's
1: like at the art festival, just like I love it here. I feel so free. I'm going to have my daddy wire me 20 grand more. <laughs> like, like, and like,
0: That's why she's so unrelent like, so relentlessly positive is because she, yeah. she even faced with life or death situations of, you know, like crystallitis and everything. She, she thinks that she'll get out of it somehow.
1: She has that vibe.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of stuff with them, it's like a little bit too early to say. They're, they're all kind of grading in their own ways except for now saws is grading too
1: yeah Lightning. i mean he's like a little silly because is because it's, it's like it, a non-entity it is that same thing you know with all of them where they're like you're, you're like it's the algorithm of the writing where it's yeah. like they're just like you're like okay he's gonna do this thing and he does, like, in the cutscene, and then you get another cutscene, and nothing new is introduced. He just, like, d- They all, like... They see a new um, piece of scenery, and then they react in their predetermined way to that scenery. And then, yeah. you know, like, they, they, then they move on and do it again, like, later. And that it takes a very long time for that to break down.
0: Yeah, which I'm hoping stops being as much the case as things go on. I have extremely hazy memories of of the rest of it that i played which is maybe not the most promising (laughs) indication for the plot but at the same time i think when i was playing it i was just like i'm not going to write about this thing i'm just zoning out and i think i stopped carrying a few hours in um but that's kind of like my hope for this altogether at this point is that these things that are just so kind of like blunt and sort of repellent honestly calm down a bit as things go on like what do, what do you think or are, about are the... we
1: or edge our edges like shaved off by just having to kind of grin and bear it for a certain amount of time
0: yeah i i mean i will say like aside from just how sort of tedious the act of actually like moving through the opening stuff is, I'm still very curious to see where it goes. Um, Like, I, I do want to see kind of, they, there are elements of, you know, kind of where I left off. I know you're a little bit further, but this thing of them being like branded and they're, you know, essentially outcasts in this society now. And what are they going to do about this thing? is like a decent enough setup for this kind of game to have them like have this kind of like uh ticking clock before they turn into crystals or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm with it. And I'll I'll see what happens. Um I was going to say too.
1: Yeah. I'll oh, go ahead.
0: Uh I was just going to say this might be too much on my side if you had something else on that point, but like the the battle system too is finally starting to be bit more interesting and I remember thinking it was pretty good like the combat and stuff as as it lets you actually play it more
1: yeah um I yeah I think like you know after you get through this like tutorial bit in the beginning um basically once they did once they introduce uh, introduce um paradigms is it yeah called? yeah where you kind of like basically your characters can switch um their roles mid battle <clears throat> and they're it's actually similar to like how dragon age did it though i i didn't like play that much of it because it was kind of like hard it was really awkward to do and this the, this is a much better job of like actually setting it up and and introduce and like kind of tutorializing you and how it works and also like giving you challenges that are like at first pretty easy to do but mm-hmm. like, you can mess it up and still get through it um and that was that part that's the part where the tutorial actually works really well um when they when they first kind of like getting you on board with paradigm because it's i i th- thought that the, the battle once you leave like the first tutorial area it's like a satisfying amount of challenge like i i, I died a few times like I, I was like like when i wasn't when i wasn't understanding something i would die and i come back and i would be like okay i'm going to try this, something else and then it would actually work it was just a nice like gameplay click of of being able to like understand systems after a few tries versus like Immediately or too after too many, mm-hmm. like I think it was well balanced in that way, and yeah, basically the paradigm like, unlike a, a like some of the, pre- the previous Final Fantasies where you're kind of expected to attack every enemy or like you know use spells on your own, um, you which you can still do, but this one automates some of the actual like a lot of the actual like ra- like um, uh, piecemeal elements of of the of battling in an RPG where you are selecting techn- you're getting a character. The character's time is up to, or has come up to attack, and you then have the character target an enemy and attack. In this one, that can happen fairly automatically. You basically um, tell that character that to attack when they're ready. And and on top of that, like what you're actually paying attention to is um, the a few things like the eni- like basically there's a stagger system, which is similar to like what they did with Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Mm-hmm. Where enemies can get staggered, and once they're staggered they take a lot more damage and they also won't attack as much so you're trying to get you're trying to figure out what it will take to get the enemy staggered the quickest because that will like let the, that will lead the the battle to end end sooner and you're also keeping an eye on your character's health and like whether they're actually whether your team is dying and if they are, you can switch to a more defensive paradigm or more like healing oriented paradigm and then they actually heal each other um there are always characters in the party that can that have heal um you also have potions but like the potions like used in the beginning but after once I got into the paradigms I barely use potions because mm-hmm. it's all it, it becomes much more about just like going to the healing paradigm healing yourself up and then switching back to the attacking paradigm so I, it was like like I just felt like it was a really smooth on ramp into understanding the battle system and um just like kind of I think it was an example of the, of the tutorial system done well where like you're not hit over the head with things. like I think they kind of introduced like an element a fight, basically, like it, at that point they're just like you're, you're still like kind of like going through repeated encounters where, where, where the level does change, um, but because you're still under you're still like because the paradigm, the paradigm system is pretty complicated like so you're still like you you have a lot of time to and space to explore and understand what that system means with with fairly high bumpers so that you're not getting hit you know you're not getting squashed every time you you run into a a difficult enemy so i think it's like actually it's impressively well balanced in terms of like like getting you onto this this mechanical like like a kind of railroad track that that leads you to understanding the systems so like that part of it's like so far like just from the chapter where you're at um and basically after you meet the falsi and and get your fate and get um knocked down into this crystal lake bed um and to where i'm at which is the next chapter where you kind of are in this like basically a a um uh, scrapyard. Um, there are a few things that get introduced and like just things that, just like encounters that are varying levels of difficulty, but it's still it all it, it's all just so much more entertaining to play and engage with than the original tutorial section.
0: Yeah, they that stuff at the beginning is maybe a bit too long of just kind of hitting that like auto battle thing over and over. Or selecting, you know, one of, like, three different commands from the menu. But I think I I agree with you that it's also a thing, too, where I think if they were shoving all this uh, stuff about, like, the fiction of the world and everything, and then they're like, here's a menu that's, like, really complicated, it probably would have been way too overwhelming, the amount of information that was coming at you. So I think they kind of break that. They, They start opening things up a bit more, at a good spot although yeah the intro is still kind of boring still a little bit too yeah. much just kind of like hitting attack over and over
1: but i think it, i think it really com- it comes down to that like gameplay restriction where it's like you need we do need this time yeah to to understand like the mechanics not this much time but we need a lot of time um, and we all but, We also need some kind of story to 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 kind of go along with that and the story gets like artificially elongated and expanded um and diluted just because like you need to have that space uh to understand the battle system
0: yeah it gives me a lot of like the the kind of thing you would never write in like actual criticism or something of like i see the way that the first couple hour a few hours of this game are laid out and i just want to like have it printed off or put mm-hmm. in like a g doc and and just be like try moving this here try condensing this and like just like really get like you know editorial on it and and i think there's yeah. a way to that there's so many good ideas for how this this whole introductory part is structured um but it's like it's just it's sort of it's just kind of messy you know but
1: yeah i think there's like no editing on like like every
0: level too like you know the narrative and and the design of everything the game design and but at the same time
1: you know here we are (laughs) <laughs> That's true. Well, well, where did you where did you leave off when you last played? I left
0: off. Uh, they they had their cool new tattoos, matching tattoos, so they're going to be best friends for life. They're a sorority now. Um,
1: I like vanilla. Vanilla's where like, oh, it's up my leg. I'm a yeah, questionable like, age. Who knows how old I am? Like, I was thinking that too. Like
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, calm down like it just there's like the guys are i think like Saws is like poking out of his like neckline on his chest and uh snow it's like on his like forearm or something and then like hers and the other the boy hope that's his name hope what a name mm-hmm. is like on his hand or something and then she's like oh here's mine then, like all right lady this is I mean, fucking get arrested playing this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I left off there. they were like, oh no, what are we gonna do? Uh, the boy child is like slamming his fist on the ground. He's just overwhelmed with like 13 year old ennui and, you know, and they're set out into the lake to figure out what to do. So yeah that's kind of where I left off. Yeah, have like well, they
1: they figure out what they figure out what to do. Don't worry. Actually, they don't. I mean, they they do things.
0: We'll have to uh, we'll have to figure out the way to, and maybe we'll we'll have this figured out for the show notes of kind of how much further we'll get for the next time. Just in the interest of people who might want to uh, play along to to uh, match up if if they're listening to this and want to keep pace. Um, I'm still, like still trying to figure out kind of like the structure of this game too, like how long a chapter is, how much is like enough to uh, warrant like talking about in an episode and not being too nitpicky and boring and blah blah blah. But yeah, we'll figure that. Yeah,
1: out. I'm, I, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like yeah, I feel like chapters are might be good chunks to discuss the game on um, because they are about they're basically one to two hours of play. Yeah um but also like it will depend on like what happens in the chapter like how excited like how much goes down thematically
0: yeah yeah we gotta see we gotta see yeah. I, like three chapters in like three hours that's, that can't hold over yeah. this whole game this game's got it be
1: might in. there's a lot of chapters that's true
0: that's true anyway we'll we'll figure that out don't worry. That's true. Hey, get off my back. We'll figure it yeah. out. Okay. <laughs> um, All right, Yusuf. Is there anything else you want to say about the this this selection this this uh, little flight of Final
1: Fantasy Thirteen that we just sampled? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think we could, we could cover more of it later, especially plot and narrative wise. Just like i want things to resolve a little bit um you know uh, in the later chapter you, you learn more about like lightning's like military history not that much just like the fact that she's a soldier and like her how it informs her ideology hmm. um and her to life but yeah i mean i think like they are like they're really drip feeding the character like how what the character is like want and like you know what what the, why they're there so and i still haven't learned you know you still are waiting to learn about like vanilla and even saws and you know some of these characters on the side who are very present in the game but are very much like you know you're they're they're along for the ride there's really like a category of character where it's like st- story driver like snow and, and lightning they're like they're making decisions and they're they're barging on ahead or they're staying behind and then these characters are like I guess I'll stay with you yeah I guess I'll go with you (laughs) there's like kind of the tagalongs
0: just kind of like ask questions obvious questions so you can yeah put in a little bit more plot yeah exactly um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that stuff Uh, it's like the I think usually like a Final Fantasy thing too a lot of like the character stuff you hope turns out to have a bit more dimension to these characters once you get past the kind of like um, kind of mold that they came out of that they have to show mm. off for a while like the, the sort of stereotypical things about each of them and then you know some of these games I think the characters are they they get past that kind of thing and it could be really interesting and the stories too can be can sometimes have the same kind of thing of once you get past the uh or once you get familiar with with what's going on, I don't know. I'm 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 curious to see how this shapes up. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. So, what should we say then? We should say this this first one. This first one's free. First one's free for your Final Fantasy podcast. But then, from this point on, Patreon only, baby. gotta cough up that five bucks you gotta pay to play (laughs) (laughs) you
1: gotta pay if you want to sample that lucky 13 (laughs) that's
0: right so uh but there's you know there's a there's some there's some stuff building up on that old patreon um you know the the not so secret secret is that the patreon is essentially a way to help keep the whole enterprise afloat to keep the flagship bullet points monthly uh i don't know some metaphor but crossing the sea or something
1: um but keep our keep our cocoon afloat oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: you know the idea is to to do this kind of stuff like the just like the main site stuff takes a takes a lot of time or or a lot of like you know coordination and so forth but uh the idea is put these things in uh hopefully if you like the kind of stuff we're up to then these kind of podcasts are interesting there's um if you are signing on there's the that giant volume that tar pit of kingdom hearts episodes that astrid and i did uh about a year uh we did well we did them over the course of about a year uh but that's on there for five dollar plus patrons called um called blood of friendship and then a whole bunch of stupid symbols that we put next to it um and then there are the podcasts that uh i've done with ed smith also former bullet points editor the industry minute those are patreon ones and uh and yeah, that's that's like the main attraction for stuff you get. But the main thing is, uh, this will future episodes of this will be on there. So if you want to hear more about the uh, the wacky wild world of Final Fantasy Thirteen, then then go on over there and uh, kick up five bucks or more a month, and know that you are helping us beyond just making uh, a podcast. You're helping us make a website and there are like three websites left now these days i think as of today uh this will it won't date it at all actually yeah. i was going to say a <laughs> whole bunch of layoffs happened in media today um
1: yeah right, you can say that anytime
0: yeah so i mean helping us is enormous but also helping just support people trying to find ways to uh to do things outside of the traditional models I think is is good right now if you can do it. Um, if you don't like this podcast and you don't like bullet points enough to do it, at least uh, go and find someone else who you think deserves it and, and kick them a few bucks a month because it adds up and helps and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like I'm on PBS. Uh, Yusuf? Oh, well,
1: well put. Well put. I mean, I think that this is really just cherry on top of you supporting bullet points and making sure that, you know, we keep making... We keep uh, hiring really cool writers to to make the best articles on the web about games, and you also get to to listen to this great podcast. And we're we're going to keep making some more. This great podcast. We're going to play this
0: game and many more like it. Or brought <laughs> thanks to listeners like you. Yeah. Um, and and Square Enix and Square and Square Enix who jesus really have uh between this now and the kingdom hearts thing you've really just given us just material to uh, feast on like, like fucking carrion crows just land on it and just <laughs> <laughs> they have
1: they have left the carcass in the road <laughs> we're going to swoop down and consume it that's right as is our role that's right so
0: uh yeah uh right now also uh, when this is going up, will be probably toward the end or in the second half of our month on BulletPointsMonthly.com on Final Fantasy Seven remake. Uh, there are two articles up right now that are both very good. One by John Bales and one by some guy named Yusuf uh, Co- Cole. I hear he's a really good writer. I yeah I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no both both those articles I'm super thrilled to have both those up i think they're both uh extremely interesting looks at the final fantasy 7 remake and uh yeah use of patreon.com slash bullet points uh, we're part of the superculture network which uh right now is is us and bad end you should go listen to their podcast and the podcast i've been doing with josh and kyle from bad end safo affair about disco elysium and I think that's it. I think that's all the, the plugs. Yeah. Yusuf, where can people find T- you?
1: Yeah. Uh, Twitter, uh, you, me, you. Uh, uh, that's it. they will point you up to the rest of my stuff.
0: I heard there's a new Patriot Act coming.
1: That's true. Uh, the show that I, that I creative direct, Patriot Act, is coming back for the quarantine. And um, we're going to do like a lo-fi version, but it's still going to look really cool. And, yeah, you should check it out. Be, it'll be on Netflix and YouTube very soon, probably by the time this episode drops. That
0: show's good. Even if it... Thank you. Even if I didn't know you, <laughs> I'd still watch it. <laughs> we try.
1: We try. It's like a, it's a very sort of nerdy niche, but it. we do what we can.
0: I like it. It's a lot more international than, uh, uh, like, the last week tonight's and so forth, which are fine. Oh, that's good. Um. Yeah, so that's it. I'm on Twitter at Reed McCarter. Uh, you can find stuff on there, and I, and I think that's going to do it, Yusuf. Until next time, let's uh, you know let's keep our eyes on our focus of completing this podcast. My left arm. I don't
1: want, I don't want to turn to a crystal.
0: My left arm has already become it's sparkling in the in the candlelight. <laughs> I'm getting worried.
1: I think it's because you're a Twilight vampire, actually.
0: Oh, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. So don't.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's okay. It's a different, different property. <laughs> that's
0: right. Uh, okay, we'll be back soon with episode two. Um, nice Lucky thirteen dash Roman Girls two.
1: God is dead.
0: Bad luck wind been blowing at my back. I was born to bring trouble to wherever I'm at Got the number 13 tattooed on my neck When the ink starts to itch then the black will turn to red